welcome back to Musings of an Extrovert. My name is Darvin Wentes. And I'm Aaron Runzo. And we have been your hosts for the this past series. Uh, we've been doing a four-part series on the book of Hebrews, and particularly the chapter of Hebrews 11. Uh, if you've been listening, you heard us walk through the foundational things that we needed to do in episode one. What is it that we want to get at with this episode? We were talking about the scripture, but we had two goals. One goal is to teach you how to read the scripture and understand it. And then the other goal was to understand Hebrews 11, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly. So we hope that you found it useful and you found it helpful and that the spirit has used it to show you more things in the scriptures that you've been reading since we've done this. It's probably already been at this point, uh, three weeks, four weeks since you, since you first heard that episode. So please go ahead and refresh your memory and go watch that again. If you don't remember some of the things that we talked about, but in that first episode, we talked about the context. We talked about, uh, the questions that need to be asked in order for us to be able to approach the scripture honestly, uh, and understand it very well. Uh, being that we're from a different culture, we're from a different time period. Uh, And then in episode two, we actually asked those questions of the book of Hebrews itself uh, as a whole. And then we answered some of those questions. Then we gave you a taste of some of our favorite uh, actual stories from the chapter 11 in Hebrews. And then last week, we actually went through Hebrews 11 and we read it out loud with you. And that's an important thing. I, I, I'll say this. We, and we both believe this very strongly that the, the scriptures are not meant to be understood alone. They are not meant to be understood just by yourself mm-hmm. with no one else around you. They were meant to be spoken, to be talked about, to be reasoned through together. And uh, so if you're out there listening please discuss the scriptures you're reading with the people around you. One, it will sharpen your mind because you will realize things you didn't realize before about those scriptures. And two, it is honoring to God to do what he has asked us to do. And that is to love each other and loving each other includes sharing the scriptures with each other and edifying each other and sharpening each other. So please go ahead and discuss Hebrews 11 with someone this week. Uh, and talk about it with them and try yeah. to understand it. Uh, talk about how you feel like if if it was Apollos or if it was <laughs> Paul and what you think that changes in the scripture, how, how it un- is understood based yeah. off of that. Yeah. Um, and then reread it and cherish it and love it. Um, so all that said, we're at episode four. Aaron, it's been a lot of fun. What is a highlight of these episodes for you? Um, for me... Uh, again, all of Hebrews and all of Scripture points to Christ, and I love the way in which this letter to the Hebrews um, points to Christ. I love how the author goes about using everything that we've discussed throughout these uh, few episodes as a culmination of this way in which it points to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, and uh, back a few episodes ago when we're highlighting some of our favorite stories and favorite parts of this passage, I was talking about 
uh, the story of Abraham when he went up on the mountain and was, and was called by God to sacrifice his son Isaac. And again, one of the reasons why I love that story is because it's a perfect uh, representation of what Christ has done for us and what he does what he does do for us. Um, he was the perfect sacrifice laid down for us so that we would not have to atone for our own sins. Um, And again, going back to that story, God promised to Abraham that he would have a son, Isaac, and it would be through that promised son, Isaac, that his descendants would be named, that he would receive basically just an an innumerable amount of descendants and it would be this people of God coming through Abraham Mm -hmm. and Isaac. And so Abraham, knowing that and trusting in that promise, still was willing to give up his son Isaac and to sacrifice him when God told him to do so. And like Darwin said, we're given these two things that by God that seem to contradict each other. Mm -hmm. Um, One, the promise that Abraham's descendants would be through this promised son, Isaac. But two, I, uh, Abraham was called to sacrifice mm-hmm. his son, Isaac. And so how do we reconcile? How was Abraham to reconcile these two things? Well, thankfully, all he had to do was trust in God and place his faith yep. and his hope and his trust in God. God would provide a, provide a way. And so it was pointing to the resurrection. Abraham believed that God was able to, to raise people from the dead and that not only that, but that God would provide a way for the sacrifice to be fulfilled. And it points just straight to Christ. That's why I love it. It makes this whole um, passage and this whole letter be all about Christ. And then back in the last episode, when I was reading through chapter 10, again, that's one of my favorite parts of the lead up to chapter 11 as well. And I'll read it again here too, just the first four verses. It says, for the law, since it has only a shadow of the good things to come and not the form of those things itself, can never, by the same sacrifices which they offer continually every year, make those who approach perfect. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered? Because the worshipers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have had consciousness of sins. Mm -hmm. But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. For for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. And so, again, we are seeing, we are reminded in the Old Testament that priests were called to give up sacrifices for the sins of them and for the sins of the people. And we see it all, it was a huge thing in the Old Testament. It was laid out. God had a specific way of how he wanted these sacrifices to be raised up. And this goes back again to what I spoke about a few episodes ago, or maybe last episode, um, that there's this misconception oftentimes that people believe that it was a works-based salvation in the Old Testament and that sins were actually forgiven when these sacrifices were made. But it it is clearly stated yeah. right here in chapter 10 that not a single sin was ever forgiven through the sacrifice of these rams and bulls and of these animals. But instead, this was just pointing the people's hearts to what was to come. Yeah. It was a shadow of what was to come, which is Christ 
who would be and is the perfect sacrifice and atonement for our sins. Yeah. And so the blood um, that the blood and just the filth and the, just the sacrifices in general was just a reminder of the depth of people's sin and yeah. the need for a savior yep. who is Christ. Yeah. And so for me, that is huge of laying the foundation of Christ is the atonement. Christ is who all of scripture points yeah. to. Yeah. And I, I'd like to just do a, a clarifier on that too, because um, some of you might have heard the the phrase that these didn't actually cleanse any sin. And I agree that they didn't actually cleanse any sin. What did cleanse their sin was their trust mm-hmm. in the promise. Exactly, yeah. And so the trust in the promise was, Lord, you said if I did this, that I this I will be washed clean. Mm-hmm. So I'm trusting you in going and doing this. And it's not a, this is actually going to do it, because it didn't actually do it, and that's what Hebrews does tell us. It didn't actually do it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have need for another one. But rather these were to point towards yeah. a sacrifice that was coming and that sacrifice was Jesus. Yeah. So thanks for clarifying that. Too. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that that can be, uh, some of you might have gone to the old Testament and been like, that's wrong. He, God said it would, <laughs> but remember what I said in that last episode, what the Bible has said throughout is when God says it is. And so trusting in what God says is such an important theme within the scriptures. And so I'm trusting God when he says I will be cleansed when I obey him in doing this. And yes, the the sacrifice was meant to show us everything. And that's what Hebrews is talking about throughout. The sacrifice never did it. It was pointing towards the actual sacrifice that was to come. And so in the book of Hebrews, we wanted to give you guys a summary of what we think Hebrews 11 means. And so I'll put a caveat here. We may be wrong. And guess what? What you think may be wrong too. If you don't know, like if yours is not the same thing as ours, Mm -hmm. okay, that's okay. Discuss it. Talk it. Talk about it with other believers. Mm -hmm. We may be wrong. That is true. But we are trusting in the Spirit that the Spirit is leading us forward in truth, which is what the Spirit does. Mm -hmm. We're trusting in the Spirit that he is helping us to come to a good understanding of what the Scripture is, a right understanding of what the Scripture is. So if you hear us say this and say we think it means this and it doesn't mean anything else, hear that. And understand that we also say that with the caveat that we know we're human, we know we're fallen, we know we don't, we can't necessarily say definitively in our own minds, but with the Spirit we can be confident that He will lead us forward into the right things. Mm -hmm. And so we do believe this is the right understanding of what Hebrews 11 means in the context of overall Hebrews. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to actually talk about some of the application Uh, that we think that this scripture has. So I'll share kind of the overall thought of what we think the scripture means uh, within the context of Hebrews. So overall Hebrews, I think Hebrews is a, uh, it's a book explicitly written to show that Jesus is the promise that 
the Hebrew people were waiting for, written to these Hebrews that are in, in a Greek culture, and they spoke Greek, so they must have been assimilated to the culture in some way, and they became Christians, and they knew about Jesus, but they didn't have a totally clear understanding of who, like how it all fits. And Hebrews was writing this to yeah. teach them, Jesus is the supreme Moses. He's the supreme sacrifice. He's high above the angels. He is the son of God. He is all of those things. And he's teaching that to them. So Aaron, what does Hebrews 11 mean in that context yeah um and again i love how you brought up the fact that christ is the supreme and then fill in the blank he's the supreme over the angels he's the supreme moses he's the supreme priest and the supreme atonement and sacrifice and hebrews 11 just gives us a beautiful picture of all of these people and all of these stories throughout scripture that represent different areas or aspects of who Christ is, what he's done for us, and um, and how we are to look to him in the midst of these types of circumstances. Yeah. Um, again, we're, we're given stories of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, even mentions King David, um, the people in Judges, and so many different circumstances, so many different situations, which I love that you get a huge picture, and it's not just looking at one or two passages from old testament scripture it literally looks at the culmination the whole story yep um and oftentimes it's said that there's a uh, a term that's used is there's a scarlet thread yeah woven all throughout scripture scripture which um in sense means that every single piece of scripture from the very beginning of genesis to the end of revelation um is connected to the story of Christ and all points to him and what he's done for yeah. us. Um, and, and I, I just think it's also very important to understand which Darwin has honed on, honed in on many times throughout this podcast, um, that we look at the circumstances of each of these stories that even in the midst of, um, hardship or even in the midst of, of, circumstances stances which would often lead to people having a lack of trust or lack of faith mm -hmm. these people people were called to have faith and endure yep um and then just like you mentioned as well that this was most likely a um a community or a, a group of people within a greek culture they still um had hebrew heritage but they were they were in the midst of greek culture um somewhere uh, I, I, in that time frame, in that um, world at the time, um, in the midst of a Roman culture yeah. too, because yeah. Rome was at its high point at this time, uh, and Emperor Nero, being one of the emperors um, in this time in the first century, was was just ruthless yeah. and evil, and even just under him, the persecution that was received by the Christians. Um, through his reign was just, just awful. Yeah. Um, and so wherever this culture would have been, there would have been just just tremendous persecution amongst all of the Christians yep. at that time. So it's just a, a, an extreme call in this letter. It's an extreme call for the Christians to not lose faith 
but to truly hold on and grasp and stand firm in their face faith and endure and persevere yeah in that faith yep to in in hope of and in sight of that promise yeah through christ yeah so essentially it's hey christ is this most amazing he's the highest of all of these things and all of those people yeah they believed that they believed in the promise they believed in what was to come and they did it by faith Mm -hmm. hey you should do it by faith too Mm -hmm. endure the flogging endure the being sawn in two by faith because there is a promise that is coming and you are trusting in that promise so by faith endure Mm -hmm. And then he goes into the other things that he's talking about, about Jesus throughout the rest of the book of Hebrews. So remember that even 11 is still within a context because the very next headline that I talked to you about was don't grow weary. So he's talking even more about their weariness and some people getting weary and why they shouldn't grow weary. So we do think it means that you have to have faith in the promise that 11 is basically this entire like mural of those who had faith in the promise and why you should have that faith mm-hmm. too. And so within the context of overall Hebrews, where the author is trying to point out that Christ is the supreme insert here, mm-hmm. he is also saying these people had faith in the promise christ is the supreme promise we'll insert that there they had faith in the promise Mm -hmm. and they endured so we think that that is what it means it is a exhortation to endure and it's shown through the endurance of all these people that had faith so how does that apply i i'm a american in 2022 2023 now uh 2022 yeah we just had the new year's uh so i'm an american in 2023 our constitution says i have the right to practice my religion um and the government can't make any official Mm -hmm. religion so i'm free to actually go and be a christian you're free to go and be whatever religion you would like. So we don't really have an issue of like a government persecution, but is that the only kind of persecution? I don't think so. No, I mean, I, I, persecution, especially in our time and age, is seen in so many different forms. Um, and one thing that I love, especially how it pertains to our time and to our call to persevere and endure um, first Peter four nineteen says, therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God are to entrust their souls to a faithful creator and yeah. doing what is right. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a big area where, um, people today, um, just, uh, don't cling on to as much yeah. as we should. We see here in Hebrews, there, there is a like the call this is a call the call to persevere and endure like yeah. you just mentioned um and so how much are we called even today to embrace this suffering which we see in first peter yeah i mean it clearly states that suffering and i'm not going to say what 
in your life is of God and what's not, but there is suffering that is according to the will of God. And so we are called to embrace it um, while still pursuing this faithful creator, pursuing God and doing what is right. Yeah. Basically meaning by living like Christ, by still holding on to this faith that he tells us to. And so whether the persecution is just um, being looked at weirdly at work or, or kind of being ostracized um, in a group of friends or, or whether it is true physical persecution or um, uh, any sort of legality being taken against you, uh, mm-hmm. whatever it is, fill in the blank. Uh, we are still called to persevere and endure while still upholding the righteous standards of living that Christ has set out for us. Um, And so uh, we, in the midst of this persecution, whatever it is, um, how much are we able then to be a witness to others of who Christ is? And just like it said in in chapter 12 when we read, um, in front of a great cloud of witnesses, um, we are to run the race with perseverance and endurance. Yeah, I think this is this is great. We're we're jumping into the application. What we wanted to talk to you guys about uh, earlier, and what we were saying, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Um, I I want to give a couple practical, mm-hmm. like actual places where you in 2023 may, as a believer, as a Christian, receive persecution. Uh, one of them may be someone saying to you um, that, it, or you know, you being in a crowd of people and in conversation and everyone is affirming sin in that conversation. For instance, the world uh, in uh, in the celebrity culture, they sex outside of marriage. That's not that's not a problem. That's totally okay. It is all right. You made a choice to do it. They made a choice to do it. That's totally fine. Christ and his all of his counsel has said from the beginning to the end, no, it's not good. This was made to be inside of a heterosexual marriage. That's one place that in 2023, you are horrible for even saying something like that. You should, your channel should be taken down. The words that you say should be taken down. You shouldn't be on Facebook. You shouldn't be on any of the social medias. You should be thrown out of your work you should be all of these things these are persecutions that are actually happening so there are people out there who will who will take what i'm saying and be like you're you're overreacting that's not that's not Mm -hmm. happening that is an exercise of our faith that is being restricted in a lot of places and i see brothers and sisters in the faith who are trying to live faithfully and they're being persecuted for that and so there are some things, I mean, truth, for instance, people are like, oh, well, that's your truth. That's not my truth. That is one of the mm-hmm. like most ridiculous things that I've ever heard. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, that's the world we live in. We live in a world of people who think that's your truth, my truth. And then if you decide to live a life in your truth, even though it's reality, uh, live a life in your truth and it starts to go against what that person 
likes or loves and you may say or express that, then you can be ostracized from a friend group. You can be taken out of your like your group, your your community, you can be thrown out of it. These are things that are happening. And so that is a form of persecution. It's not a, you know, like kill me persecution type of thing. Yeah. But it I mean, you getting thrown out of your community, that's a big thing. If you're being pushed away from the people that you are otherwise you've shown them you love them you have asked them to come to your table you've invited them over for dinner you have shared meals you've made meals for them you've taken food to them but because of these beliefs just the words that you believe mm -hmm. and the things that you have trusted in which is the word of god and you're saying those are the right words you can be ostracized you can be persecuted for that these are practical things i mean we live in a world where Anyone can say anything except what the world doesn't want them to say. Mm -hmm. And that is a persecution of sorts. Believer, you have to endure. Your channel gets taken down, go ahead and yell it from the rooftops. Your life gets put in jeopardy, you take that jeopardy, and if you can get away while holding fast to the truth, do it but if you die holding fast to the truth hold fast to the truth if your life isn't in danger but your community is in danger walk away from that community but always leaving the door open to say hey i love you and i'm i'm going to serve you and i will still offer a meal to you i will mm -hmm. still pick you up and lift you up even when you're down even though you might hate me that is showing one that's showing christ in the way that he is that is being the good samaritan on the side of the road that is doing that and it's also being faithful to the scriptures being faithful to the truth and enduring in what he's called you to endure it yeah. so i think it's so important that we we know this stuff in our lives now and we understand that that's a reality that we live in you know it, maybe no one's coming to your door with a gun or you know a spear as they would have in in yeah. in that time no one's doing that right now but everyone's picking up their pen everyone's mm -hmm. their metaphorical pen it's their phones now <laughs> everyone's picking up their their phones everyone has an opinion of something and right now our world is the kind of world where if your opinion veers from the mainstream then there's a potential for you to be persecuted very real in a very real way um so hold fast to the truth and love truth and love that sounds like a scripture isn't mm -hmm. it a scripture share yeah. the truth in love yeah yeah <laughs> hold fast to the truth and do it in love and uh, i think that that will be honoring to the lord and that is fulfilling what the what hebrews 11 is telling us to do hold yeah. fast to the truth in the midst of your persecution hold fast to the promise what God has said is, mm -hmm. and I am having faith in that. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And our comfort in this is knowing that Christ has endured uh, f for us and is still enduring with us. Yep. And um, so it's just so comforting knowing that he has walked through um, persecution and that he continues to walk through it yeah. with us as we point everything in our life to him and seek him always yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so that is the episode. That was the series. Thank you so much for joining us for that mm-hmm. series. We had a lot of fun putting it together. Um, we had Aaron come by, mm-hmm. and uh, we took a whole day and put this all together. So we're yeah. so thankful for you joining us and listening. Again, like I said at the very beginning, please go ahead and uh, support Aaron in what he's doing. At, uh, what's the, the website that they should go so, to? Uh, my.fca.org slash Aaron Runzo, A-A-R-O-N-R-U-N-Z-O. Um, we have a little brief write-up of uh, what I'm doing in our community and uh, how we're going about advancing the gospel using sports and athletics as a mm-hmm. platform. And um, it is just the most amazing thing. Um, and if I ever get to talk to any one of you or whoever it is um i can share more stories it is just um god is moving and it is amazing yeah yeah so go ahead and support him uh give him a couple dollars pray for him uh send him your messages uh your support and really help him spread the gospel in our city virginia beach and the surrounding cities uh he's doing an awesome thing I want us to pray. Aaron, would you pray over us as we close out? Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, Lord, we thank you for, um, God, allowing us this time to put together this podcast series, Lord, to dive into your word and to truly look at um, just the details of everything that uh, goes into analyzing and interpreting and applying your scripture and your word. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would uh, use this podcast to um, bring insight and knowledge and and revelation to others who are listening and watching. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would continue to open our hearts, uh, Darwin's heart and my heart, to your word and to help us know um, um, just your meaning for every single word that we've read here in this podcast in a greater level, at a greater depth, Lord. Um, Help us to apply this truth to our lives, Lord. Help us to endure and persevere um, in faith, even in the midst of persecution and any circumstances that may come, Lord. Uh, Always pointing our hearts to you, Jesus, having our hope um, in your promise and the fulfillment of this promise, Jesus. Help us to always place you as the supreme being in our lives, Lord, um, having laid down your life for us, help us, Lord, to, to give up our lives for you, Jesus. And Lord, we just pray um, over this uh, continuing week, Lord, um, not only for us, but every single viewer and listener, that you would guide our hearts and our minds in pursuit of you and to keep us protected and um, just living according to your will and um, just exemplifying you, Jesus, in all ways. We love you and we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. And please don't forget to check out my Patreon. Uh, you can go and support the podcast as I build this thing up. I'd love to get more content just like this to you and would love to continue doing this. So please go to my Patreon uh, and uh, $5 a month. That's all it takes. So uh, please, yeah, go there. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and we hope you have a wonderful day.